When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. What a morning. We've got sneaky big news, Canadian style. We've got two teams paying the piper. We have plenty of time for your calls, and we have the strangest statistic I have ever encountered. There's no time like the present. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, and the one place to start is with this, just the delight that is the return of Richard Jefferson. He and Brian Winhorst in our studio now with the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. RJ, who was a mainstay in the early days of Get Up, and then the pandemic, as it is for so many people, separated us. How long has it been since I've had you in my studio? All right, I'm not getting his mic. His mic is not on. Guys, go ahead, jump in here. He was just raving. It's not your fault, Richard. Just sit there and look pretty. Um, <laughs> we, we, he was just raving about how quickly we did this turnaround, and, uh, and now obviously his mic is not working. We'll get that fixed up in a second. Wendy, let me give you that minute while we get uh, RJ set here. You told us something, and I think this is sneaky big news, and it is something to keep in the back of everybody's mind, not in the front, but in the back. The Celtics went up to Toronto last night. The Celtics played that game very shorthanded. That may not have been a coincidence. Yeah, so they played on Sunday, and they played a back-to-back on Monday in Toronto. So they left a bunch of guys home, which is not shocking. However, remember, we all talked about how Kyrie could not have played in Toronto under the current rules in a playoff setting because he's not vaccinated. Kyrie is not the only unvaccinated player in the league. So Celtics left three guys home. And Robert Williams was injured. Jason Tatum was left home. Al Horford was left home. Jalen Brown was left home. They were all in the injury report. But again, they played on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So Tim Bontemps, our reporter, covers the Celtics, asked the Celtics, if this was a playoff series, would all of your players be eligible to play in Toronto? And the Celtics said no comment. Now, Jason Tatum is on the record as saying that he got vaccinated. But this is just something to keep in mind not just for the Celtics, but for any team that would play Boston. But in this case, Celtics left players home and, and has left us to wonder, and they won't comment on it, left us to wonder what potentially would happen if they played a series against the Raptors. It's fascinating. And RJ, as, as uh, Wendy was telling us that this morning, I could see the look on your face. It obviously is super interesting and potentially important. And look, the Raptors... I don't think they're one of the three or four best teams in the Eastern Conference, but if they wind up having that level of home court advantage for three or even four games in a playoff series, they're going to be a tough out. No, they're going to be extremely tough out. And, and you know, for me, when I look at the Toronto Raptors, we, we talked about it you know, on, on Get Up this morning, is that if they were a little bit better, mm-hmm. it could be a severe problem. It would be a severe advantage because if they were, let's say, the two or the, let, let's say the three, and like there was three or four players or one or two players left off of every roster that went up there. But uh, look, look, I, I think this is something that they still got to make it. They still have they're, – they're not out of the play-in kind of range yet. Cleveland won last night, and so did the Raptors, so it's kind of still at that one-game spot. But – 
Look, I, I think whatever team goes to Toronto, we're going to see players not be there. Okay, so now let's get to where I meant to begin. And that's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. About 20 minutes ago on Get Up, I asked you, Richard, to do the impossible, mm-hmm. which is to list the top five candidates to win the NBA championship this year. And I say it's impossible because, I, I mean, I've been covering the sport for 30 years. I've been following the sport for almost 50 years. I cannot remember a more competitive time in the NBA than it is right now. So the five teams that you picked, number five, you picked Memphis, four, you picked Miami, three, Boston, two, Milwaukee, and number one, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. The team that you left out of that is the Nets. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to continue to have this fight because I understand the Nets are not perfect and those other teams may be more complete but you put Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the floor together for seven. I'm going to need to see someone beat them four out of seven times to believe it's going to happen. No, I completely agree. But my, my issue is this. We, we talked about the potential of a plan. So they would have to win a single elimination situation. Now they could potentially be going to Toronto. So that would be no Kyrie. Mm-hmm. They could potentially be playing against Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. And you're like, wait a second. Trey Young can beat anybody. Trey Young can just have one of those Trey Young nights, just yeah. like Kevin Durant can. So when I look at having to win a single game, single game possibly, like two single game eliminations, then getting – it could be an, an array of teams at this point in time, and then having to play that level of basketball, again, without a Ben Simmons. We don't know if Ben Simmons is going to be on the floor. There's not a lot of optimism. He hasn't started on the court workouts right now, and we're a couple of weeks from the postseason. So when you look at all of that, they would have the most difficult path in the history of the NBA mm-hmm. to go win a championship, and I'm just going to go with the odds versus them. I don't argue that. Th- that part of it I agree with. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. The road is obviously incredibly difficult for them and made more so by the play-in situation. Wendy, let's talk about Simmons. It, what should a fan be expecting right now as far as Simmons playing at all the rest of this postseason? Well, they say he's feeling better. And those epidurals that players get in their back, I mean, Richard, you've played with guys who've gotten them. Mm-hmm. They do work. They do, you know, you do feel better. It doesn't fix the underlying issue. So it's on the table he could play. But I just want to point out, he hasn't played in like 320 days. Right. And he's never played for the Nets. Steve Nash said last week, we would bring him out there in a playoff game to play his first game in our uniform. So he's left that as a possibility. So I'm not going to sit here and say that it, he's not going to play. But to expect him to come in and be super effective, that's just a major stretch. Well, he's got to want to play. Like, because guys can play. Like, you don't have to be 100%. Look, I, I, look we, we've been critical of James Harden at times. But James Harden going out there on half a leg last year during the postseason, just trying to give the team something yeah. because he believed in them, that says a lot about James Harden and who he is. Like, Ben Simmons has to want to play. Now, back injuries are difficult. You can't really question that. But it's just like you wonder. Another compliment to Kyrie. When Kyrie got the okay, he was 100% ready to go. Kyrie was busting his tail when nobody was watching. And that's why he's been able to play so well from the minute they gave him the okay to put on a jersey. There was no, oh, we need to build him up. There was no, he was giving you 40 balls, 35, like he was ready to go. Ben Simmons, you wonder about his conditioning. How much work was he putting in over the time when he was sitting out waiting on that call? Then when you ramp things up and all of a sudden your body's 
like, uh, I need a moment here. And that's when I think you start to see other things creep in. So it's all about how much Ben Simmons wants to play and what he's willing to deal with to get on the court. Greeny and RJ and Wendy presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today. Our next stop is Philadelphia. We had, I had legs on the TV show yesterday, and he was talking about, and, and Wendy has a stat for it, how James Harden, just you watch him play right now, and the thing he does better than not only any player in the NBA today, but maybe as well as practically anyone we've ever seen, is something that right now he's not doing. The question is, will he ever do it again? And that thing is just beating people off the that dribble. first step, I mean, you talk to scouts, you talk to players. Listen, you talk to players on his own roster. They will be like, his, for, he's lost a step. Now, has he lost a step forever? Has he lost a step for this year? Is it conditioning? Is it that hamstring injury? Hembo looked this up for me on second spectrum. Last year, he, ran, he ranked in the 89th percentile in, in blow-by percentage. In other words, he was elite. Very few players in the league were better at getting by their defender than him. This year, he's 58th. It's a one-year difference. He's gone from being elite to middle of the pack. And that ability to get downhill is what was made him such a devastating score. Now, look, you watch him play. He still gets to the line nine times a game. He's still a super crafty. He's still able to put up numbers. But you can't look at him now. He's shooting 41% overall. Last year, he's in the 89th percentile getting by guys, and he's shooting 48%. That step down is completely obvious. And you watched him play the Suns on Sunday night. The Suns sat on his left side which is what everybody's going to do. And they said, we are going to play up on top of you because we don't think you can get by us. And he couldn't get by him, and he goes 2 of 11, and they get beat. And, so and the, you Go ahead, Richard. No, no, no. What I was going to say to add to his point is that as players get older, conditioning becomes even more paramount. And you look at how he kind of forced his way out of Houston. I'm not saying he was overly out of shape, but he wasn't in peak physical MVP uh, form. And then all of a sudden, like, he was not happy in Brooklyn, and there was questions about his conditioning. There are certain players that you never wonder about their conditioning, and that's why, whether it's LeBron James, whether it's Steph Curry or Giannis, these guys, you never worry about it. But for with James, if you're playing with your conditioning, if you're not like staying, especially as you get older, if you're not staying 100% on top of your body, if you're not staying 100% locked in, your performance drops quick. And this is not a knock on Russell Westbrook, but you can see Russell Westbrook doesn't have the same lift he used to have. He was the most athletic guard we'd maybe ever seen. And all of a sudden, three, four inches off that vert goes away. And instead of turning that ball over and dunking it, he's trying to lay it in. And some of those balls are rolling off the rim. Mm-hmm. His percentages goes down. The, the the drop at when you start to get over 30, you have to be on top of it like you've never been before. And so I'm not going to say it's gone forever for James Harden, but he's got to address that. It's a good point. And, and it is another reason to give credit to LeBron James, who, who is um, a physical marvel at the age of 37 to be doing what he's doing. But having just said that, so the aforementioned Hembo is a Sixers fan. There was a moment in time, about two, three weeks after this trade was made, that they were all starting making plans for the NBA Finals in Philly in June. Mm -hmm. What should those fans be thinking as they watch this right now? You should be thinking that you hope that James Harden can get back to the best version of himself. That's your only hope. Because Joel Embiid is is on pace to finish first or second for the MVP race, rightfully so. Uh, And so the real difference for your team is going to be James because he's going to be the guy that gets Tyrese Maxey involved. You gave away a ton of your 
depth. So his ability to get other people involved, getting those assists, but a lot of those assists have to come from him getting past the first the first defender. And we know this, great offensive players never look at the defender in front of them. They never. You're not my issue. I'm worried about the shot blocker. I'm worried about the help defense. When the first defender in front of you becomes the issue, which mm. it is becoming for James Harden, that's when you start to have serious drop-off because now I'm focused on trying to get by you and I can't see past you the I can't see past that first line of defense because I'm having trouble getting past this line. And so I think when you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, if James Harden doesn't get to top 10, top 15 caliber player, then they're just going to struggle. That's a a scorer. That's a guy who averaged 20 in the NBA. Yeah. Who had to play into his mid-30s that I'm listening to. Yeah, no, that, that, that's exactly the right perspective. Quickly, before I let you guys go, Wendy and RJ with me here on ESPN Radio. Wendy, I'll start with you. Perhaps because I have been sitting next to Stephen A., you know, two, three nights a week all season long, and he has been on the Warriors bandwagon from before the season began, mm-hmm. I just can't get this out of my head. But right now, I mean, the, the Suns are so head and shoulders the best team in the NBA. Wendy, I will ask you, who's their biggest threat in the West? It's, it's Golden State if they hit the top level. And I know why Stephen A. says that. When Golden State hits top gear, good luck beating them four out of seven. We haven't seen them at top gear since December, maybe early January. Yeah. And Steph has hobbled. And you don't know about Draymond. I mean, Steph isn't even doing basketball stuff yet. I know we've got weeks left. The one saving grace for Golden State is that they may not have to be at their absolute best in the first round. They're going to have a potentially difficult series, but they may, they may be able to work Steph in. But they are going to have to re- recover their A game because if you watch Phoenix right now, like what they did to the, to the 76ers the other night, they are playing effortless, smart, efficient basketball, and they are killers in the clutch. Killers, killers. in yeah. the clutch. Killers. To beat those dudes, you got to be at your A-level game. The, the Warriors, I don't know if they can make it there again. Who's the biggest threat to Phoenix in the West, Richard? Currently, again, if we're going to talk about like playing basketball right now, I think it's Memphis. I think it's Memphis. So they're but, playing the yeah, best, yeah, but yeah, in yeah. a playoff scenario. In a playoff scenario, it's, it's only peak Warriors. It's only, it is. It truly is only peak Warriors. And Warriors, at their peak, if you play good and they play great, like you have to play great. If they play great, there's not much that you can do. But when I look at the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns are just so damn good. There is no deficiency. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're better than they were last year. Everyone, Cam Johnson has raised his level. Cam Payne feels, looks more comfortable in their situation. They added depth at the big with JaVale McGee and with Bismack Biombo. They just have so much. It is a compliment to my guy, James Jones, champ. Uh, we won a championship together, who's their GM. Like When you look at what they've done, it's impressive. But the Golden State Warriors, if they can and figure it out, but that's just we're 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 getting into a lot of cans. But right. Memphis is the only team, in my opinion, that is it that that is an actual threat to to the Phoenix Suns. The way the Memphis Grizzlies are playing. All right, I have to let you guys go, Wendy. Great to see you, RJ. Such a delight to have you back, my man. I'll be Come back. back every day this week. Done, done. Say okay, it, say it, done, fair enough. Done. Uh, you know, according to research, ninety percent of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year. If you need to add more employees, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to a Apply. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Coming up next, two teams are about to pay the piper. And I'll tell you which teams and why right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hambo, what is this you're telling me? I'm telling you, Greeny, that if you go to Twitter, at Celeb Jets, this is an account that tracks celebrity jets, not surprisingly. And by that, you don't mean Joe Namath. You mean like private jets. Private not, jets, not, yes. not famous New York jets, <laughs> but celebrity private jets. Go ahead. And so what I'm seeing, their most recent tweet 40 minutes ago says, Tiger Woods jet landed near Augusta, Georgia. Tiger Woods jet landed near Augusta, Georgia 40 minutes ago. Okay. So today is Tuesday. Masters week is next week. Would he be getting there? This would be a little early, but that doesn't mean he wouldn't be doing it. It is worth pointing out that there are reasons he might need to be or want to be at Augusta even if he isn't planning to play. But should one look at this and at least speculate that he is going to give it a try, meaning he's going to show up, he is going to maybe try and walk the course a little bit over the course of the next few days and see if he thinks he can compete? I think you have to at least open your mind to that possibility. Now, you know, when we were watching him play with Charlie recently and he could barely walk and all the rest of that, at that moment, if you had said to me, do you think there's any chance Tiger will play the Masters this year? I would have said absolutely not. But I base that on nothing. I mean, I, I don't want anyone to get the impression I don't talk to him or anything like that. I'm not close to the people around him. I'm just basing it on what I feel like people are generally saying. But people are frequently wrong, especially with that guy. So, Nuno, are we taking this to mean... Is, has Twitter decided Tiger Woods is going to play the Masters? Is that I guess what I'm asking you is, has Twitter decided, to be clear, the people who cover the sport are not reporting this, but has Twitter decided Tiger is playing the Masters? I think Twitter is doing what we're doing. What does it mean? Does this mean Tiger is going to play? You know, you're getting your hopes up 
a little bit. Right. Um, so I think that's what Twitter's doing right now. So let's ask Bubba. Bubba is back. And Bubba, for those of you who are not aware of this, but before Bubba uh, transitioned into this career here in radio production, Bubba was an orthopedic surgeon and, and actually worked at great length in that field. And, and so you have great expertise. How would you, at this point, with that as the backdrop of, of your knowledge, describe, Bubba, the chances that Tiger will play in the Masters next week? Well, from what I saw him walking around, and you know, and with my vast experience, I just, I just don't see it happening. I, I just think he's just down there for the the dinner and everything else. But I just, I just don't see any possible way he can be fully recovered enough to play at the level he would even conceive he wants to be at to play in the Masters. So, from a doctor perspective. I just don't. I can't imagine he would be playing. The Champions Dinner is Tuesday of Masters Week, so it's a week away. He certainly doesn't have to be there today in order to be at the Champions Dinner. Uh, I don't know what other responsibilities slash things he might have down there, but one can easily imagine a million things Tiger Woods could do at Augusta leading up to the Masters. But it is impossible not to get at least a little excited, Hembo, about the possibility of him playing with this information. And I very much take into account Bubba's medical expertise here. But I take my personal cues on matters like this from Las Vegas because they seem to know best. Right. You can find odds on Tiger Woods to win the Masters this year. They're right there. Tiger Woods right now at Caesar Sportsbook is 50-1 to 1 to win next week's Masters. Those are the same odds that Adam Scott has that Shane Lowry has, that Tony Finau has. Now, obviously, they're doing that because they might make money on that. But, the, but his odds are on the board, and they're kind of high considering he's not played in a year and Can a half. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. If you make that bet and he doesn't play, do you get your money back? Yes, it requires action. I mean, it, he has to play. He has to play. You're, you're betting. See, then I kind of like the bet <laughs> because if, if, if I'm safe on the one end, I still believe, just sitting as here as I'm sitting, that the likeliest scenario is he doesn't play. But if he does play, at 50 to 1, I kind of like him. I mean, <laughs> he's Tiger Woods, for crying out loud. He's not going to play if he – look, he knows. We just talked about on, on TV this morning, LeBron James knows the Lakers have no chance of doing anything this year because the great ones know. Tiger Woods knows. I don't think he goes out there and plays if he doesn't think he has at least some chance of winning. No question. There's no question about that. T- Tiger, the fact that he came back and won before is remarkable. I agree with you. There is absolutely no chance he'd put himself out there to potentially embarrass himself, even with some sort of, even with the unbridled confidence an athlete like that has in himself. I'm with you. If he plays, he thinks he can win. No, no, go. So apparently Nick Faldo was on a podcast or an interview last week, and he said that guys who are going to play are actually showing up uh, like a week ahead of time to get familiar and comfortable with the surroundings and things of that nature. Any guy who's just coming in for the the dinner will show up like right before the dinner. So maybe that is something. Mm. Mm. Oh boy! I mean, now you've done it. What a haymaker! See, now wow, you've got me excited. I, look, this is for any of you who don't know me. This is my favorite sport. There's no event I love more. Then Sunday at the Masters. I, I have said this before, and I have been ridiculed for it, and I don't give a damn. If you told me I could only watch one day of sports the whole year, if you said, Greeny, we are taking your television away for 364 days, and you get to choose the one day you get to keep it, I would pick Sunday at the Masters over the Super Bowl, over, you know, whatever it might, you name it, I will take Sunday at the Masters. That's a fun question. Let's make that. Why not? Let's make questions. I don't have time. Greenie's question of the day. I don't have time to do what I wanted to do here, so I'm going to save it. 
if you, I'm, I'm making the same deal with you, Hembo. I'm taking your TV away for 364 days next year. Watch the one day you're keeping it. The opening Thursday of the NCAA tournament is my favorite day on the sports calendar because every day when you sit down, I have a two TV set up in my living room for that day. I got my, all my you know, brackets in front of me. I, I, have, I have a buddy who I've watched the games with for 15 years comes up. That's the one day I would I would not lose. That's the one day. Is I that buddy lose. Keith Costas no, by any chance? That, it's not Bob's son. That's my. It's actually my friend John, the, the fat vegetarian, the fat vegan. Excuse me. He was up. He was up last week. He's a fat vegan. An extremely fat vegan. <laughs> Uh, uh, disproportionately fat vegan. He's an unhealthy vegan. Uh, okay, so yours would be the beginning of the time. Yeah. I like that. Bubba, I'm taking your TV away for 364 days. What's the one day you're keeping it? That's a good, oh, man. Um, I guess I'm going to go. It would be this Saturday for you, wouldn't it? This Saturday, putting uh, yeah. everything into account. Bubba is a Duke fan. Yeah, it would be this just, Saturday, right? I'll, yeah, just this game, and then I'll watch it on repeat after. Once they win. But, but, but here's the thing. I ran into Jay Will this morning. I'm getting ready to do Get Up, and Jay Will is in a break from his, the radio show. And we started talking about it. And he, I, I bounced my theory off of him that there has never been more pressure on a collegiate team, on, on a collection of collegiate athletes, through no fault of their own, than there is on the Duke players this weekend. And he was telling me they're all going. All the Duke guys are going. All the Carolina guys are going. Saturday night, be prepared. You're going you're to have Michael Jordan and Jerry Stackhouse and Vince Carter, and you're going to have you know the whole Grant Hill and Jay Will and Leitner and all the. They're all going. Like this game is everything. In fact, before I get Nuno's, let me give you one quick thing. Something happened yesterday that had never happened in the history of my marriage. I've been married almost 25 years. And in all of that time, the following had never happened. We, have, we were making plans for this. We have plans for this weekend. And Stace said to me, we're, sitting at, we're just sitting in the living room. And Stace said to me, wait a minute. Isn't Saturday night the Duke-North Carolina game? And I said, yes, it is. And she said, oh, we have to cancel. We have to watch that game. There's no way we can miss that game. My wife is not missing. My wife is not missing this game. So this is, that, that, that has literally at no point in the 25 years we've married, has she ever said to me, based on any sporting event, really, we can't miss this. We got to watch this. Not because I, she understands sometimes I need to watch it for my job. She has a million times said to people, oh, I'm sorry, we can't do something this weekend. Michael has to watch this. So it's his job. But this was not that. This was her saying, oh, I need to see this. I need to see Duke Carolina. That, wow. it, that is the ultimate casual fan. Basically, tell. I believe this is, I don't know that you could have a bigger game. I, I don't know how you could have more at stake in a game than we have Saturday night with Duke Carolina. Will it set the ratings record? Will it be the high? I mean, I guess, I think the most watched basketball game in American history on any level is the Magic Bird game, uh, the 79 championship game. It's not an NBA game. It is a college game. The 79 championship game, I believe, is the highest rated basketball game ever played in America. Can you... That's, lo- that's, that is true, because I've looked it up for you before. Okay, so mm-hmm. this won't have that. I mean, do you and, know and this one's on TBS, that? I think, which is not going to help the rating at oh, all. Oh, good call, Bubba. If we're on CBS, I think you'd really It's be- on TBS this yeah, weekend. Yeah, the, the Final Four and the Championship game are on TBS because they alternate every every other year. So um, They alternate, meaning it would be on CBS the other year? I don't right. even remember where I watched it last year. Yeah. It's on TBS. Wow. So that's going to really bring it down. Because if it was on CBS, I think it would be we'd be talking an unbelievable 
rating. I mean, it'll still be huge. Probably the, the biggest thing TBS has ever had, um, except for maybe some Seinfeld reruns. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think the TBS part is really hurting them. That, that's – wow. That, that is a big game. All right, you'll look that up. Nuno, let me go back to the original. Oh, do you have it? I do. So the Nielsen rating for that game, the 79 championship, was a 24.1. The estimated audience being around 40 million people. It remains the most watched basketball game in American history. 40 million people. So are, are, will 40 million people watch this game Saturday night? Probably no, not. No. For, for context, like last year's Final Four, for example, it was a Gonzaga-UCLA. That did 15 million. Yeah. But it could double that. Right? Yeah. You'd think. If it was on CBS, that would help. Sure. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Here's and that game was on CBS. The last year's Final Four right. was on CBS. Yeah. No, this, this, this game will have double the interest no doubt. that that game had no for doubt. sure. Nuno, I'm, I'm taking your TV away. 364 days. You can keep it one day a year. Which one are you keeping? Uh, it's, I'm doing Christmas Day. NBA games. There's wow. actually now, obviously, some NFL games. That's I think pretty cr- good. I think Christmas Day would be my choice. That is good. Either, Look, that, I, either that or You today. can watch a lot of me. I, I, I said. There you go. Either that or today at 2.45 ESPN2, Portugal, North Macedonia with the World Cup uh, spot on the line. So, I have read quite a few promos I know you have. I know. for that game. Explain to everyone. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Portugal is playing North Macedonia in soccer this afternoon on ESPN2, and I know this for a variety of reasons. One of them is that I have read promos for it constantly yesterday and today. Tell everyone why this is such a big deal. Well, winner goes to the World Cup. And loser does not? Loser does not. Yeah, North Macedonia beat uh, Italy. Does that mean Italy is not going to the World Cup? That is correct. That is the... and the second World Cup in a row that Italy has missed out. So, yeah, so this is a uh, Portugal needs to win this game. So only one team from the European qualifiers no, makes the World Cup? I don't understand so they how that get, works. They get 13 spots. That's how spot. bad Portugal no, is right now. They get now. 13 spots, and then the second-place finishers in their groups were put in a playoff, a you know head-to-head semifinals and finals. Um, and Portugal, and this is one of the— So this is the consolation game, you're telling me? This, this is one of the few spots that left. There's four spots left in Europe, and Portugal's up for one of them, and this game is very extremely meaningful. Nuno might me. not be here tomorrow. Yeah, I might lose. not be here tomorrow. If they lose to North Macedonia, you're calling in sick tomorrow? <laughs> um, I might call in dead. <laughs> okay. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Twitter is a buzz because Tiger Woods' private plane has landed in Augusta, Georgia. What exactly does that mean? We don't know. It certainly feels as though 
he will go there and he will try. He will spend this week seeing if he is able to try and compete in next week's Masters. And, and I speak for us all when I say there's nothing I'd love to see more than that. So we'll see if it happens. Anyway, that sidetracked us from where I had planned to go, which is to say that I believe there were two NFL teams that are right now paying the piper in different ways. And there used to be an, an expression, I used this a lot, we did, Mike and I, on Mike and Mike all the time. This was before the rookie salary cap, that if you drafted a quarterback high and missed, it set you back five years immediately because there was so much money tied up in these high draft picks that you would have no choice but to chase that decision, that you wouldn't acknowledge it had been a mistake until it was unfathomable not to, like Jamarcus Russell level, impossible to pretend otherwise kind of total disaster. And in the rookie salary cap era, that's a little different. You can move on from these quote-unquote mistakes a little bit more easily. But there are two teams that are having problems right now based on mistakes they made, and they are paying the piper. One of them is the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, I'm just going to tell you right now my perspective on what has happened in Miami. They drafted Tua Tungavailoa, and Justin Herbert went with the next pick in that year's draft. Now, I cannot sit here and tell you what a disgrace I think that is because in the moment that it happened, I think three-quarters of the football world expected Tua to go ahead of Justin Herbert. I still remember people like Rex Ryan and Mike Tannenbaum were on Get Up With Me saying, no, 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 Herbert is the better guy. Herbert is the guy who should go ahead of him. But most people weren't saying that. The reality is, however, only one person puts his job on the line when he makes that decision, and that is the general manager in Miami. Fast forward. Justin Herbert looks as though he is on track to be a brilliant player. He's an, He looks transcendent. I, I, I think he looks Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, that level of good. Tua obviously does not. And so what has happened? Just look at the things that have happened in Miami since. They shocked the world by firing their coach. Did they fire Brian Flores because he wouldn't accept a million dollars a game to lose? Does that sound like the likeliest reason? I think the likeliest reason is that Brian Flores was basically telling the owner and anyone else who would listen, look, the guy's just not that good. We are not married to him. We should not do everything we can to try and prop this up. The general manager is telling the owner, no, 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 no. Trust me. He's that good because he put his name and his reputation and his career on the line in the decision. That's why their jobs are so much harder than mine. I'm not criticizing him. I would do the same thing. But look at all they've done to try and justify it. They draft Jalen Waddell in the top 10 last year. They trade everything in the world plus $10 to sign Tyree Kill, to trade for Tyree Kill this year and then make him the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. And oh, by the way, they also go heavy in the offensive line market. Why are they doing this? Is the Tyreek Hill deal a good deal? Is that in and of itself a good trade to trade all of that and then tie up all of that money in a wide receiver who's 28 years old and whose entire career is based on his speed? Of course it isn't. It's the kind of thing you do when you need to prove that your quarterback was the right choice and thus you're going to give him every chance to succeed. 
Any quarterback who doesn't succeed in the offense they've put together in Miami right now, they, they fire their coach and they go out and they get the next quarterback guru in Mike McDaniel, and then they do all of this. Did I say McDaniel? McDonald, right? That's, but you know who I mean. The point that I'm making is they go out and they have moved heaven and earth to try and justify that pick. And at the end of the day, the reality is he might just not be that good. Now, maybe he is. Maybe this will wind up working out great. Maybe they've put together such a good scenario around him that he will merely have to be good and they can be great. That's certainly on the list of possibilities. But what I'm saying is the way I read all the things they've done since drafting Tua, including the firing of Brian Flores, as trying to justify that pick instead of Justin Herbert. Agree or disagree? I disagree, actually, because I don't view the Tyreek Hill trade, the Jalen Waddell pick, and the Teron Armstead signing, the best free agent tackle on the market, as a double down of Tua. I view it as an acknowledgement that he's not that good and that we need to prop him up. They don't have a better option than to stick with Tua. So if he's your guy, at least at the moment, well, you might as well get the most you possibly can out of him by propping him up with the best possible players available to you. So I'm not so sure it's a double down as much as it is a, yeah, maybe he's not that good. If we surround him with superior talent, well, maybe that talent plays out. Okay, that's interesting. So that's a different way of saying a similar thing, which is they've arrived in the same place, but for different reasons. I like it. Nuno, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's one of those, they're giving him all the opportunities to succeed, but at the same time, they've set themselves up for the future. That whoever, and I know I think Dom said it, uh, Dominique Foxwood said it on Get Up yesterday, where they've now become the the beautiful girl if a quarterback is upset in, of their situation at the end of this year, that that will be the one destination everyone wants to go to. Right. So the only quarterbacks that are available right this minute are Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield. You wouldn't rather have either of them right now than give Tua the shot. I'm with that. So they've done this right. I think I think that there were people there who wanted them to go after Russell, who wanted them to go after Deshaun. They decided not to do any of that. They came out and said it. So we'll wait and see. But I think that is a good example of something that teams do one way or another when previous really, really big decisions that they've made don't seem to be going in the right direction. This is Greeny telling you that 303 Products has your number with a full line of premium protectants and cleaners. They have everything you need to keep your car looking new longer. We will continue to keep an eye on Tiger Woods' plane and what exactly it is this means, and we'll see if there's any further news on it. Plus, we have sneaky big news north of the border, and I will present for you the strangest statistic I have ever come across. I need your help deciding how I should react to it. That's next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.